0: Hi everyone, Mitch from PickDogs.com, and it is Saturday, August 13th, 2022, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Doing a little bit different format here for the weekend show, which is kind of not the different format. It's back to the old format, but we're gonna just start with the Brady Bunch look, kind of go around the horn, do the intros, kind of let it, give everybody a chance to join us, and then we'll come back and do, you know, the the picks. One capper at a time. So we've got Chris Ruffalo with us. Chris was at that Blue Jays game yesterday, and it was over before it started. Did you stay for the entire thing, and or did you just, um, or did you just say, you know what, this was a bad day?
1: Oh, I left at, I left at the end of the eighth inning, but there were people that were up and leaving after the fourth, after it became eight, nothing. They're like, yeah, you know what? There, there There's a concert. We could probably find late tickets too. So they, it was like, people were up and leaving in the fourth inning, but uh, yeah, it emptied, out. it emptied out pretty quick. I think seventh, eighth inning, it just, just capacity probably went down to about a third of what it was at the start.
0: Well, there you have it. Al Ninos is here with us. A lot of, uh, favorites clicking these days so it's nino's time um minus 260 plus Let's see al loving those minus one and a halves with negative odds how's it working out for you
2: well uh yeah, we worked out yesterday you know uh hasn't really been working out too well too often i uh, was on a couple of them yesterday not all of them again but uh, uh again we try to they can choose my spots with those huge favorites. And if they get too big, I just try to lay off. But, you know, the the, the big favorites do only give a little bit of money, too, though. So, so I expect them to, to be uh, coming in for us a bit now.
0: So uh, Ron Romanelli here with us. Ron, kind of our baseball purist guy. Um, <laughs> so Fernando Tatis Jr. is an outright cheater. And... Um, <laughs> Where, so because he's found to be this cheating so early in his career, right, before on the front end of everything, so no Hall of Fame for him, right, at this point, you pretty much just cross it right off the list. He has nothing really to play for at this point, since if you get caught with performance enhancing drugs, according to the baseball writers, you do not go to the Hall of Fame. So with nothing to play for, um, is he worthless at this point, or is he just you know just another cheater on the
3: roster? <laughs> Now I wouldn't say he's worthless, but I would say it's definitely, in the last 10 years or so, like one of the more disappointing news you, you'll hear in the MLB. It, you know, He's one of the faces of the franchise of, the, of baseball. I mean, he was on the cover of MLB The Show in 2021, and, uh, a star, a rising star in the league, and everybody was excited to see him come back from injury soon. And then you get this kind of news, and it's just a heartbreaker. Uh, I think the Padres will be fine. I mean, they made the moves at the deadline to – bolster their roster they would have loved to see Tatis be a part of that run but you know overall you'd like to see Tatis he's still very young um you know you like to see him bounce back from this maybe learn from this and uh, come back stronger but definitely very disappointing news
0: so um bounce back learning all those things do, does not matter to the baseball writers, since they never play a game. And these are the guys whose opinion is the only one that counts. Um, 2001 um, MVP of the National League was Barry Bonds. Uh, The 2002 National League MVP was um, Barry Bonds. Um, The 2003 National League MVP was um, Barry Bonds. And the 2004 National League MVP was also Barry Bonds. Um, Yet he couldn't have done that without steroids, according to the writers. Um, I don't understand it. I, I, The thing is, is that when Barry Bonds was a scrawny little kid playing for the Pirates with Bonilla, he was still the best player. It's like it didn't really it didn't matter. And Roger Clemens, when he struck out 20, when I lived in Boston in 86 against the Seattle Mariners, he was a scrawny kid out of Texas. And I'm telling you what, he still threw it 150 miles an hour. No one was going to touch him. It is um, a lot of this... Oh, the thing about the performance-enhancing drugs, and you, know, you know, we'll move on to Jovan because he has an opinion here. And the thing about the performance-enhancing drugs is what we're seeing here is that very few of the guys is it actual about enhancing performance. Most of these guys, it's about injury recovery time and how quickly they can recover from an injury. Yeah, Bond's bulked up, obviously, but I mean, part of that, he did work out. You know, you don't just, you can't, you don't just take steroids and all of a sudden you're the Hulk, you know? There's a lot of hard work that goes into that. And we're talking, it is, um, the difference that it makes really is not that big. And, and the thing is mm. that a lot of those guys played in an era where they were playing against guys that were doing the same thing. So it's like, um, I don't know. What do you think, Jovan, here with um, – because now we have a young player who is seen, like Ron said, as kind of one of the faces of baseball with the bulk of his career is in front of him, you know, but no chance at the Hall of Fame according to, you know, the writers at this point, at least the way that they do the Hall of Fame now. No matter what he does, he could could never – he could test clean for the rest of his career. He could bat 700. He's not going.
4: I think this is a guy that who has found, you know, he's he's been injured multiple times. Same type of injuries, um, I, I believe. And I think that just with, you know, that circumstance, it's just one of those things where, you know, he can't find the field. So if he can't find the field, you know, <laughs> the pressure's on a guy like that, a young guy who's the, one of the faces of, of baseball to get on the field and produce, you know, so... I I don't know the situation with him. I don't know why he did it or anything like that, but I could only imagine that's the reason, you know, that's one of the major reasons why, because the talent's there, obviously. You know, so, but if you can't get on the field, then it is what it is.
0: To me, I just think it has so much to do with the healing um, process and trying to speed that up. And, you know, I I think that, you know, I haven't heard from him yet, but, Ninety nine percent of the time, these guys claim ignorance, like McGuire did. Jay, um, welcome to the show, first Saturday morning show. Um, you know, you got your Cowboys hat on. We're ready for uh, NFL football preseason. Uh, not quite really football, is it? You know, <laughs> not quite, man. Not quite, but hey, it's
5: something, you know.
0: <laughs> so. But it's it's it is something, but it's also at the same time it's kind of like it's nothing, right? Because here right. we go, Trey Lance last night, my favorite guy to beat on, right? I mean, he is my favorite, he's my guy right now, right? I mean, the hey, last two, or
5: Zeke, you know, you like to pick on my guy Zeke too. Yeah,
0: the the reason I pick on Zeke is number one, he's lost a step, and he's lost that step about two years ago, and number three, and I mean that, and that was his whole thing. He was when they drafted him, he was a home run hitter, and he's no longer really a home run hitter anymore and i think that the issue with zeke for me is that he gets a 3 yard gain for a first down he acts like they've won the championship or that he is you know done he like i mean here's a guy making he's the highest paid running back in the nfl he should be rushing for 125 yards a game 25 like emmett smith type i mean if you're em, em, you never saw emmett smith celebrate a first down like you never saw emmett smith celebrate a touchdown except in the super bowl the way that this guy celebrates a first down, it's like it's it's just unbelievable to me. And it's like so the, like the helmet off rule. Those of you that, that don't follow, you know, that think you know the NFL, but you don't follow it. Like you know, like 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 us idiots. The thing yeah. is, is that the helmet rule happened in Dallas, like of taking your helmet off to celebrate, and as Emmett Smith in the end zone in the Super Bowl of all of all people, you know. I think the guy deserved it, but I don't know. To me, it's, that's it about Zeke. But um, for me, Trey Lance once again overblown statistics. He throws a this is exactly what he did last preseason. Throws a four yard screen pass or like a twenty yard out pattern, and the guy runs at seventy yards down this down the sideline, and that and it just blows up his stat line. You know, it's like doesn't make. Well, I think I think the jury's out on Trey Lance and Rod. Um how you doing today? I'm doing good. Got all kinds of stuff going on here. We got football. You got your Ravens. The streak is going. I'm surprised you're not wearing your Ravens preseason champs hat. Um, <laughs> you know,
6: it's, I, I I couldn't find my Strebler gear. Otherwise, I was going to throw that on too because you got to go with with good old Chris Strebler uh, getting Jets nice win uh, in preseason. Man, that he looking peace. He doesn't even care what game it is, whether it's preseason, regular season. He comes out and gives 150 percent every time. Um, Love that guy. I think he earned himself a spot, too, on the Jets, too. He definitely can uh, beat Wilson.
0: (laughs) Well, you're off to a good start here for the preseason. we got Major League Baseball wrapping up, and I know you also have Canadian football, which uh, is one of your things going on, too. But um, anyways, let's get started with the show. We're going to go one by one here down our guest list. We're going to start it off with uh, Chris Ruffalo. Chris, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Like you said, I went to that Jays game last night, so I'm kind of paying for it this morning. But uh, no, nah, I'm excited to get the day's action underway.
0: And, uh, you know, we have, um, you know, we have still a lot of Major League Baseball and NFL action. I'm just trying to dig through. the. I'm actually, confession here, I'm I'm digging through to find out what your pick is, what game we're, what game we're doing. But um, I can see it's got the... You're, you're obviously a little more I, I looked at your premium picks you know for the premium pick show because I had to see what I never really look at what anybody else takes but I have to look at yours obviously when we do the premium pick show on the VIP and um I noticed you were pretty heavy on the NFL preseason today
1: yeah there, there were a couple games that i just I, I liked from the from the uh from the preseason I wasn't a fan of today's uh major league baseball card'm not gonna lie i had a hard time with it but I did find that uh, that one play that I liked for the for the big play. But, uh, other than that, I think NFL was sort of where I wanted to hang my hat today.
0: Well, when Uh, you're looking at the NFL preseason, what are you looking for? I mean, I think to me, this is, to me, this is the hard part. It's like for like, so like when I'm handicapping baseball, right. It's always like the starting pitching is, is generally easy, but you know, these guys, you know, the five, six innings, and now you're into the bullpen very hard to handicap the bullpen because it's all situational. Um, same thing with NFL preseason is just a very similar thing to me where it's like, you know, these guys, they say they're going to go one series or they say they're going to play one quarter. And then you're not sure because like, the, like last night, um, was it last night or the night before one of the drives, like there was two drives in the first thing. And that was it. You know, all the starters were done at that point. But, um,
1: you know, what, are, what really are you looking for? looking for depths for for first and foremost just seeing who you know who has position battles and that's why you know sometimes i i I delve in and, and try to read into like beat reporters you know for for certain teams just for certain games to take a few minutes see if there was any news on you know position battles or what's coming out of uh you know practice and training camp because a lot of these guys are battling for playing time, battling for spots on, on the depth chart to try to maybe be the backup. But, you know, you're seeing it in a couple spots as well where even the starting jobs are up for grabs as well. And, you know, when, especially when you have a lot of depth to, uh, to, to have everybody put their best foot forward in the preseason. I think th- th- those are the kinds of things I look for. Just uh, just, I'd th- But I'd say first and foremost, I look for depth.
0: Well, let's get into your game here. You're looking at the early game. We got the Chiefs taking on the Bears. The Chiefs are a team that a lot of people are down on this season. They did make it to the championship game last year. You know, I mean, I could be down on them as well, but they did make the championship, basically went to overtime and lost um, with Patrick Mahomes having the ball first in overtime. I mean... Who would have called this? You know, I bet you. You know, I I had the Bengals and the points that game, but when it went to overtime and the Chiefs won the toss, I really thought that um, at that point it was going to be uh, Patrick Mahomes driving it down for the touchdown and to end the game. I think most people, even every, I think I know a lot of people had the Bengals. We were all heroes after the game was over, but um, you know. At that point But now it's like You know I was on the drive through I don't know A month ago It was one of those light days I gave out Chiefs Not to make the playoffs You know It was my pick And it just The division is tough You know And they've lost a lot of guys So What are you looking at here With the Bears You know And the Chiefs
1: yeah, you, yeah, you make a great point. You know, the Chiefs did take a bit of a step back by what we what we compare them to in past seasons. You know, obviously letting you know Tyreek Hill go go to the Dolphins, and now they were you know fill those voids with guys like Juju Smith Schuster, Marquez valdez scantling But, but the, the Kansas City Chiefs, for me, are also a very top-heavy wow. team. You know, their 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 biggest talent, their best you know, position players are obviously going to be the starters. But after that, and that's obviously where we come into betting for preseason, you still got, you know, Chad Henney and, and Shane Buchley who, you know, do have some some experience, especially Chad Henney, who's been a journeyman starter in the NFL. But the skilled players outside of running back where the Chiefs do have some depth with, you know, Ronald Jones and Jerick McKinnon, there's not much else for me to like in 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 that spot for the Chiefs. And you know, when you say you're Andy Reid who has announced that you know his starters are going to go one quarter last year he said they were going to go a quarter and, and they got pulled after a series so right. i think best case scenario you have the chiefs play their their top guys for a quarter and then hand it off to a, a chiefs lineup that is very thin in my opinion but that that same goes for the chicago right. bears as well you have justin fields trevor Semien at at uh at uh at quarterback but uh you know the Bears also have one of the thinnest receiving cores in the NFL. There's there's not a lot there, and they're a very thin team as well. When you take away the top the top level talent, I think this is just going to be a slop fest for a full four quarters. And I think this is going to be one that comes in under the total. The line already moved, I think, almost five points towards uh to to to, to the uh, to the higher side here, closer to thirty seven and a half. I see this one struggling to get to thirty, so I like the under thirty seven and a half.
0: All right, well there you have the under thirty seven and a half. Chris Ruffalo's pick for today. Um, what's, what, do, what are you selling today over at, uh, pick dogs?
1: Well, for me today, I got my $15 pickoff play. Uh, Yankees let us down yesterday, but we're going to come back with a vengeance today. I uh, love my play for today's action. And, you know, like we mentioned earlier, I got a shotgun Saturday NFL three pack, my three favorite preseason bets on the board for 35 bucks over pick dogs premium, but still use that promo code. Og 15, 15% off of pick dogs.
0: Awesome. Well, Chris, look forward to seeing you tomorrow, and um, thanks for joining us. And uh, Chris's pick, the Unda in the Bears-Chiefs game. Next up, we've got Al Ninos. Al, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you, Mitch. Doing okay. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, trying to get used to the new format. I, you know, I think that this, it's it's an old format, but it's a new format, but it's still an old it's still a it's an old it's still a new format for me because I've always kind of had a co-host um, for these spots at least last year I did so um, kind of just going through the motions and I think what I'm trying to do here is to give it really to the capper so I'm going to be working on the graphics and things like that as we go forward but this is just the first pass through kind of give the capper let them take center stage and you know the way we've done we've done that in the past you know last year where we kind of switched into it it's just. Uh, like I said, it's preseason for me, too.
2: So, you know. Well, good time to test it out, I guess.
0: Yeah, so it's been, you know, it's been a crazy baseball season. I know you're big on the Dodgers, you know, as a fan of the game. And, and you know, the show is sports betting. But at the end of the day, we all started as fans, as sports fans. Um, you know, we weren't betting when we were five years old. We were just giving our opinion, right? <laughs> like, like we were betting on it. We were willing to bet on it, just no one would really bet us back then. But, you know, the thing is, is the Dodgers, to me, this is the best team they've, they've had in, in 25 years. Um, this is the best managing job that they've done. They've fought through everything, you know? It's like when you, when you lose your top end – when you lose Corey Seager, when you lose, you know, Kershaw's not the same, Walker Bueller, you know, all these guys that you're expecting to do it. You know, Bauer was seen as, you know, part of the solution when they signed him last year. Um, I don't, um, you know, and then you see them this year and the record that they've put together and, you know, just the way that they've really put away the American, the National League West, um, which is, I mean, Still, you know, maybe the second toughest division in all of baseball. Um, I don't know. What do you think about this year's Dodgers team and Mookie Betts in particular? I think Mookie Betts is the MVP.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's been one of the best players in the league uh, for, for a while, you know, and uh, probably for most of his career, actually. But, uh, but, you know, it's definitely probably their most complete lineup. Uh, they're starting pitching has been good but you know it's definitely not the names you expect uh, and it's actually the, the 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 guys you used to seeing again beat up on on their their old teams that have been the the better pitchers this year for the dodgers you know they've really come through they've they've improved themselves you know it's it's not just being on the dodgers that, that did that to them obviously maybe you're more comfortable pitching knowing that you're gonna get run support but uh but nonetheless, they've done great and uh, haven't really needed much of that. And uh, so, if they continue to pitch in that level, yes, the the Dodgers are probably the team to beat this year. Uh, looked like the Yankees for a while, but they've fallen off pretty hard lately. And and uh, yeah, as a fan, it's it's uh, feels good to be a Dodger fan. And uh, you know, it's a it's a pretty uh pretty interesting season. You know, as you said, growing up. Uh, it, you know listening to Vince Scully was one of the things uh the things I did over my summers you know growing ups so, and uh and uh, I think uh that might give him extra motivation too you know I hate to just uh use that as a as, uh, reason to to have, not that they need an extra boost or anything but I think that does push them a little uh, harder to play a little harder every day and uh and maybe that's uh, part of the reason for their most recent run and I think they continue to have a strong season not only for him but uh You know, they want to have a strong season. They won the championship a couple seasons ago. It's been been a long time before that, and I don't think they want to go through another drought. So uh, look for them to finish this season strong.
0: Well, the team that was their undoing last year was the Atlanta Braves, and that is the game that you're looking at. The Braves involved in the doubleheader today. We've got an early start game, and then we've got a late start game. You're looking at game two. But if you want to talk about game one also, you're more than
2: yeah, well, no, we're looking at game two, and um, this is definitely one that would have been a premium pick had the line been out yet. I think I'm starting to see uh, some numbers pop up. I'm not sure where they're getting them from. As I can't find a book that has this line yet, but it looks like they're going to be about favorite about minus 155 in game two. And I really like this press for them. Uh, Anderson, uh, Ian Anderson getting the start here. It looks like it's going to be uh, Nick Niedert on the other side for the Marlins, which is, I guess, the question mark and why the Lions not out yet. He hasn't been confirmed yet uh, or even close to being confirmed, I guess. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it definitely looks like it's going to be Anderson versus Niedert. And uh, while well, Anderson isn't having his best season by any means, coming off uh, pretty, um... sorry, yeah, he's he's... Putting up some ugly numbers this year, but uh, but again, uh, I think he does pretty well against this lineup. Coming off a rough start, as I was starting to say against the Mets, but uh, only uh, lasted 4.2 innings in that one, giving up four runs. But he has bounced back nicely from his uh, bas- bad outings lately, and I think this is a good lineup to do it against uh, the Marlins. Had gone a little run of their own earlier, but they're dealing with a lot of injuries today uh, Lately and uh, still today. So I think those injuries hurt them here and uh, Well, you'd you'd say that maybe they have a shot against anderson the way he's pitched this year Uh, I don't think that this lineup can do enough damage against him and uh, I think the braves uh, get to neither here so if they uh, if as I said, minus 155, I'd take the minus one here. If they open much bigger favorites than that, I'd probably just go run line. But uh, I like the Braves in this one.
0: I like the under. Oh, nine, uh, zero overs, nine unders, and one push in the last <laughs> 10 Marlins games as far as the totals have gone. So that's my pick. What do you What do you got for uh, sale today at Pick Dogs and Sports Chat, please?
2: Yeah, as the Marlins' uh, offense's been hurting. I mean, as I said those injuries have really been costing them. It doesn't really matter. It's hard to bet on them right now with this lineup. And uh, as I said like the Braves to get the job done here. Uh, on the premium side, I got a three pack. I also have my best bet sold separately, which is included in that three pack. I have uh, my best dog of the day, not included in that three pack. So. Uh, Again, uh, and a couple extra plays for one of the long-term passes, so definitely your best way to go there long-term are the two-for-one cap or specials.
0: All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Al. We'll see you tomorrow. Next up, we All got right. Jovan. Um, Jovan, how's it going? I think I caught him by surprise. <laughs> That's always the best way.
4: <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, they got to be ready, right? That, well, no. i just
0: I, I just i just figure we, you know it's um in the past we always had you at the back it's like here maybe in the middle and it's like yeah we'll just try everyone in different spots no one said anything so i just
1: figured i, was just, <laughs> I just random
0: i just actually put a random picture up i have a preview screen up but it just your came up so <laughs> that's basically
4: hey good to be bad third you know but um yeah, you know, just looking for a big Saturday, you know, had a big on Friday and looking to keep it going.
0: All right. Well, um, you've been doing your parlay videos, and you're on top of the leaderboard now. So here's the thing that, you know, people, they don't really see the discussion. I said to Jovan about his I, – I know that most people bet full game picks, you know, most people bet full game. And Jovan said, well, if I get to the top of the leaderboard, most people will care about my picks. But the thing is, maybe it's your full. And then he switched to doing full game picks, and now he's on top of the leaderboard. So I don't know. <laughs> maybe those first fives not as easy as they look. I think that is the moral of the story here.
4: Oh no, I was doing I was doing well with the um with the first fives, but you know, if the old curve gotta adjust. <laughs> you know, that's that's basically the name of the game in in any aspect
0: of life. You know, so. And, well, we that's, got football coming too. So it's, we got plenty going on. And of course, college hoops right around the corner after that and NBA. Yeah, so absolutely.
4: We- and you know, good day, getting hot at the right time, you know, August going into September. That's how I like it.
0: So we have, um you know, we have these preseason games and, you know, I asked to ask Ruflo earlier, like what he's looking for. What are, you, what are you looking for in these preseason games? Cause I, I generally do pretty well in them, but I am super selective because it's like I. Some games seem there seem to be an angle, and other games there just doesn't seem to be one. Yeah,
4: I think this year it's a little bit different from other years. First off, it's only a three-game preseason schedule, so you, you don't the coach. I guess these coaches and on these various teams have to play it differently. You know, they had they they have to condense things they're not going to be playing starters in game 1 you know that's per usual but you know football it's all, it's all about repetition so while you have the Aaron Rodgers of the world saying that it's unnecessary i think what he re- really meant was either don't play me or don't or play me basically you know basically full game that's what i got out of, out of his comments but yeah, you know. But with, he's saying, I
0: mean, Aaron Rodgers—the way he showed up for last night's game—it's haircuts and showers are optional. You know, it's like he just looks like he does—he's still in the summer of, uh, you know, enjoying the summer off and you know having a good right. time. It's like, I—I I mean, Aaron Rodgers generally not one of the guys that keeps his hair super clean cut all the time. But la- last night, that's about as long as I've seen it. You know, it's like he's past the shoulders at this point. Yeah, yeah. So they had a, um, they had a.
4: Uh, when he walked in, you no, know, on the on the first day of camp, they said that he looked like um, Nicholas Cage and Con Air. <laughs> that, that is,
0: it is what he. I mean, when they 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 showed him on NFL Network, they showed the Packers walking into the stadium, and it's like, oh, there's Jordan Love, and oh, there's Aaron Rodgers. And it was like, what? I had to take a picture of it. I sent it to Romanelli. I was like, do you see Aaron Rodgers? Like, it's like you would not um, generally expect it. But, you know, for me, it's like I struggle with these preseason games. I just do. And it's like, I don't know, last night, like I thought I had in my parlay last night um, that I did the video of the Bengals and um, Cardinals. I had the under in that one. And it was like 70 points I scored, you know. So, I mean, it's very, very tough to figure out. And to me, it's like I know a lot of people love the Steelers in, in preseason But, um, you know, I love the Seahawks in this one, you know, so it's like it's just a different way. I just and because so this is this is this is what I look for is that I like the coaches that coach players still not the guys that are kind of like there are certain coaches that are just they're the chessboard guys you know and maybe Bill Belichick is one of those guys and his assistants you know it's kind of like here's your assignment and their whole thing is you do your assignment and that's it but then you have other coaches like Pete Carroll who are real coaches you know who coach their players up so you see their guys Drew Locke and Jacob Beeson it's like you know, here's here's some guys that could have skill. I mean, these guys can throw the they all have rocket arms. They're quarterbacks. All of them could use a little coaching, you know, and it's like maybe Pete Carroll's their guy, right? So,
4: yeah, and yeah, especially for that team was basically
0: building back from the ground
4: up, no Russell Wilson. So, they have to they got they have to give you know, their players, um, you know, it, it's projected start is Geno Smith, but he's going to get playing time. Then, you know, Drew Locke, he's going to get... It's, it's a quarterback battle, even though going into it, you know, they're expecting Geno Smith to, um, you know, the to have to start in his um, job. And on the other side, you have the Steelers, and, you know, look at their situation, Mitchell Trubisky, he's projected to be the starter, but, you know, you never know, Um, you know, Mason Rudolph might have other um, plans, you know, so... And, it's just one of those things and the way I've handicap preseason and um NFL games I start with the quarterbacks you know see where the competitions are where the you know um the, you know the QB competitions are and start from there you know so you're going to have the game one of um preseason you're basically going to have second third and fourth stringers playing in game one you're not really going to see starters in most of these games you know, so you just you you basically have to have to start from this. And, and as you saw, have, as you've seen in these games, offense has been over defense. You know, it's just the way it,
0: the way it is, and that's usually not how preseason games go. So I saw in that Bengals game they were calling the pass interference both ways, like no one's business. Oh,
4: and know. and that's a, and that's another thing you know the the rest the they they get their practice in, too you know the new rules by the competition committee oh, man. come down they're going to oh they they're going to they're going to send messages and <laughs> just like you said you're going to see the flags fly a lot
0: cuz i watched the twins angels game and then after that i was like you know i couldn't fall asleep kind of like you know just whatever and i I, I'm like, wow, it'd be cool if that Bengals-Cardinals um, game was on NFL Network. And I turn it on, and it's exactly the game that's on. And it's like Andy Isabella being called on offensive pass interference, like right when I turned it on. But uh, anyways, you're looking at the Chargers and the Rams. The Rams, the defending Super Bowl champs, the Chargers. You know, it could be back-to-back L.A. LA Super Bowls with different teams. I mean, it, it can be. And the way they hype up
4: the Chargers... I think a lot of America wants that, but you know, I'm a guy that's really not a Chargers fan uh, per se. They do have talent and all that, but can they put it together? Can their coaching staff put it together? You know, they might not be the right fit, but anyway, you know, I'm looking at the, the over in this one. Now, Understanding that last year's game between these two teams were very low scoring, I believe it was like 10 to 6 or something like that. And both of these coaches like to play very close to the vest, especially Sean McVay. He's going to have a vanilla offense. And um, on the other side, you know, they're not going to show much neither. But as you've seen with all of these uh, preseason games so far, the points can't stop from being scored. And I think that, you know, in this one, both of these offenses can fall into points. You know, that's just the way I'm looking at it. You know, um you really don't have to know who's playing who you know, who's on the quarterback depth chart, even though it doesn't really look pretty as far as the backups, you know, the names that, that that's being um that's gonna go out there on the field in this one tonight. So it might be rough sledding, but I think that, you know, a miss a blown tackle, a missed assignment, and you're gonna go over this total. It's a it's a low total. You know so the it went down to twenty nine and a half and then it um bumped back up to i believe like thirty one thirty one and a half so at this point so um yeah i'm on I'm stowing over
0: yeah I, I turned on that i turned on that Lions Falcons game last night and uh you know the for the first couple minutes of it, and it's like I saw you know Lions and Falcons offenses marching down the field on one another I said, you know what there's gonna be a lot of points scored this NFL season. You know, I think yeah. it's not just preseason. I think there's, I think it's just this NFL season. I think we're going to see a lot more scoring. And uh, Roger Goodell is a, is a guy that's willing to sell out the the product um, to you know for a couple bucks and you know getting people to sign up for fantasy or to to bet on props. Right, um, he is really, he is the guy to do that. And that's really what
4: it, that's really what it's all about. To tell you the truth, you know, fan, it's it's a fantasy driven league right around now. You know, you've seen it you know within the past i would say since 2015 2014 it's been a steady progression but it's really got out of hand you know it's is it's like you won't you can't let defenses play defense until the playoffs and then everything flips you know what i mean so i don't know i don't i don't like how i don't like how um you know, the NFL is going as far as, you know, being offensive dominant and offensive heavy because in my book, you have to let defense play, you know, but that's the way they want to play it. That's the way it's going to be just we just have to adjust it just to it as um sports handicappers.
0: Yeah, I just I always believe that, you know, if they don't let the defense play, you're going to have a lot of quarterback injuries. That's really what it comes down to. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see in a lot of these backups will come in because the rules they'll say, the rules are there to protect the quarterbacks. That's not the case. The rules are there to to protect scoring. And um, the only way you're allowed to play defense now is you just find guys that play man coverage, um, these cover corners right guys that can yeah. play man on man and basically what that means is that if everybody else on the team rushes and the quarterback has to hurry the throw and it's somewhat of a jump ball that this guy can outrun and out jump an nfl wide receiver which are like now they're all like six seven now you know right. so it's like or they run or either you're six seven or you're tyree kill fast so it's it's right. one or the other and it's like So there's no other choice. And so what you have are these 270-pound guys running four 540s dead flat at a pocket-passing quarterback. It is, uh, you know, and then you have the other quarterbacks that run for their life. So then what we started to see was the progression of the large quarterback, the Ben Roethlisberger, the Dante Culpepper, the 270-pound quarterback, you know? And it's like that can take the beating. And it's like, you know, this Malik Willis, Man, just the size of that kid! Holy crap! You know, it was like I didn't realize he was he was defensive lineman big. You know, until I saw him against with NFL players out there. This is crazy! He's like he's like up with the offensive lineman. He's like bigger than any of them, and he's running past you know everybody. Anyways, what yeah. do you got for sale today, Joe? <laughs> got- yeah, so I have a I have
4: a three pack. My Saturday shootout NFLX three pack also have all three of these NFL preseason games sold separately individually you know 39.99 for the three pack and 1999 for the um individual plays you know like I said I've been hard looking to keep it going um so with and with the with the preseason game the fir- the first couple games or Thursday the one on Thursday or the two on Thursday and the others on um on Friday on last night I didn't touch them. You know, I I had to I had to you know look and see what was going on, you know. And today I'm all in. No baseball today, even though I should put in I should have put in the baseball play. But you know, whatever I'll put in I'll put in some baseball
0: tomorrow. But today's is dedicated to football. Well, I've I've got all baseball. Anyways, Jovan, thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Next up, Ron Romanelli here to run down. I know we'll be returning to baseball with Ron and uh Ron how's it going?
3: Hey Mitch, how you doing?
0: Super. So um here's here's the here's the here's a, something for our audience. If you're a fan of Ron's rundown, Ron thinks that when I comment on his videos as pick dogs, that people confuse that with, <laughs> with being him. And it's like, cause I have my own style and he doesn't want to be good. I know he's like just trying to be polite and say, I don't want people to think I talk to him the way you talk to him. And it's like, exactly. um, so now I've added dash dash Mitch, <laughs> yeah. but it's well, like, if it's, if clarify, it's pick dogs, yeah. it's me, but I actually have my own YouTube. I should I should be commenting under my own name, which I could. Yeah. But I, I I just happen to be logged in under the
3: pick dogs, and that's <laughs> why. Yeah. I'd say eighty percent of the people know it's you, but maybe some of the newer viewers that don't really know the dynamic quite yet, think they might be a little confused sometimes when I give out a pick and then. They say, "Oh, I like that pick," and then you come in. I don't like that pick, and they're like, "What the heck? You just gave it out on the rundown." No, no, I I don't say
0: I don't like the pick. I generally it it's more like so. One guy said, "These are the easy locks." It's like like, I'm like, I just didn't know there was such a thing. I I wish I did. You know, it's like and actually, the guy who said that, I think he hit every one of those picks. I think he I I think he hit every single one. Sweet. Um, But yeah, we've got. you know we're at that point of the baseball season we're past the two-thirds mark and it is the pennant drive we've got you know the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles on the inside looking out the Tampa Bay Rays and the Milwaukee Brewers on the outside looking in the Minnesota Twins on the outside looking in after being on the inside looking out almost the entire season and of course, yeah. we know Tito coaches those guardians down the stretch mm-hmm. the last two months. It's like, it's, I mean, it's cold-blooded. I mean, it's, it's just, it is every single year, right? And we kind of forget, yeah. and then, you know, he reminds us in a hurry. We saw it last night in Toronto, just yeah. the opening up of the can of whoop You know, it's like <laughs> not going to, it's like, I think, do you think that the players um, look at the odds now that betting is so predominant across, like, you know?
3: Yeah, I'd have to think so. I mean, I don't know how much they put into it, but I would think if you're a player every day, you know what's going on, uh, especially in the NFL with like fantasy football. I mean, even the players have their own fantasy teams with other guys in the league. So, um, and then we saw in the, in baseball, we saw the, the slap heard around the world with Jack Peterson and Tommy Pham with the, the fantasy football disagreement. So I think these guys, some get caught betting on sports, some don't. And, uh, but I think they're definitely all aware of what's going on. So, you know you think
0: like the Guardians were like, "How in the heck is Jose Barrios minus one seventy
2: against us?"
3: <laughs> do you think like that they were you know do you think that I mean this is that's what happens when you have a team that wasn't projected much, and they're just they play very smart fundamentals, one of the best defensive teams in baseball, and they're just very smartly constructed. I mean, they have one of the lower payrolls in the league, but they have plenty of talent and guys that are really stepping up like Andres Jimenez and uh, Ahmed Rosario, both that were a part of that Mets trade for Lindor, who I, I think the Cleveland guardians won that trade by far, but um, you know, they're just uh, Jose Ramirez is a superstar. So they have a superstar. They have some really good role players. The pitching staff is good. The bullpen has been fantastic. I think Emmanuel Clase has got to be one of the best closers in baseball. If the Mets so, win yeah, the world series, go with if the Mets
0: win the world series, the guardians still won that trade.
3: Um, yeah, I would say so. I don't think the Lindor trade is going to win you a world series. I mean, he has
0: been, and everyone knows I, I wait for the Mets collapse, you know, and he's been nothing short of sensational. He's had the greatest, he's he's had the greatest season offensively by a player at his position in the history of the New York Mets. And if Uh you stop the season, if you, if he, if he doesn't play another game the rest of the way. He's had more production out of his position than any player in the history of the New York Mets. And, it's, you know, the Mets haven't been around that long, and they've been to a lot. They've had a lot of success, you know. They've had some lousy teams, too. But they've been to yeah. a bunch of World Series, you know, way more than a team like the Padres or something like that. And so they've had some good players. But Francisco Lindor has more RBIs than Jose Reyes, who led who was the leader, you know. Lindor's already passed him. He passed him yeah, with 51 I mean, games left to go in the season.
3: I'm not saying Lindor is not a good shortstop. I think he's a top five shortstop by far. However, the money he's getting paid in his contract says he should be the number one shortstop in baseball, and I don't think that's the case. And when you look at the return that the Guardians got, they don't have to pay Lindor that $30-plus plus million money. And they got an all-star in Andres Jimenez and a rising star in Ahmed Rosarios, uh, I think number one in the American League in hits this year. Both guys, really good fielders, especially him. And his, I think he's uh, could be a, a, a person that could win the Platinum Glove one day. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it was a trade that definitely worked out for both teams. I'm not saying Lindor's not a good player, actually. I'm quite a fan of Lindor. But the Guardians did get a pretty good haul. So, that's, that's what I'll say.
0: I'll say. I'll say this much. And, you, you know, most people know my stance on professional athletes in general. I will say that Lindor, for a guy that dyes his hair blue and, you know, <laughs> Is less of a hot dog type player than almost any other player out there. For a guy that's kind of like that style of player and that much, it's his dyeing the hair blue is not really necessarily to bring attention to himself. It's that I'm part of this team and I'm excited to be here. And oh yeah, what you see with Lindor that you don't see from other players and you know everyone knows I'm super critical of superstar players, right? I mean, that's what I do. You know, I, I, I just call it like I see it, is that while other players seem to be, the reason why Lindor's had the success that he's had offensively is because instead of trying to pull every single time, instead of trying to be the superstar, you know, power hitter, which he's not really, you know? I mean, he can hit for power. He, he's not... He he, he He's willing to go with what the pitcher gives him to work with and to go with the pitch and to hit the opposite way down the line for double two run score. It's like this is why he's got 100 RBIs shortstop. You know, this is why your shortstop. If you have a shortstop with that kind of production, you're going to win games. You yeah. know, you're
3: gonna win. Games. I think it just goes to show you the Mets this year. I mean, they're they're all in as a team. Uh, not even just Lindor. You got look at guys like Marte, Pete Alonzo, uh, Jeff McNeil. I mean, these guys are, you know, not necessarily considered superstars before the season. Very good players. Pete Alonzo, you could say, would be a, a star, but they are all in. And Buck Walter, I may be critical about him in the past, but he's doing a good job right now. Well, he's the, not. The he's is, not
0: out of the woods yet. No, not he's, out of the woods he's, yet. he's the Mets
3: are known for collapsing, but. I will say this Mets team does play a little bit differently, and I would say the same thing for the Guardians.
0: Well, you had a couple games that you mentioned to me that you wanted to talk about on today's show. You, we have time to talk about both, or you could just talk about one. It's up to you.
3: Yeah, I don't know. My head's all over the place. But I'm going to talk about this Angels-Twins game uh, first of all. You look at the matchup Dylan Bundy and uh, Reed Detmers on the mound. Now, the Angels, they're not going to be making the playoffs. We know that. The twins right now half a game out of the wild card. So certainly this game is more important for Minnesota, but I don't think that that's going to matter too much. When you look at Reed Detmers, I think bringing him down to the minor leagues, he really took that personally. When you look at his numbers since being brought down to the minors after that start in Kansas City, uh, read Detmers face the Orioles, the Astros, the Braves, Rangers, and Mariners. So some pretty good lineups there. Only one of those teams currently outside the top half of the league in team OPS against lefties. And Detmers, no earn in six innings against the Orioles. Only two earned against the Astros, six Ks. Uh, no earn in five innings against the Braves. One earned 12 strikeouts, seven innings against the Rangers. And in his most recent start, seven innings, one earned run, seven Ks, and a win against the Mariners, seven to one. And Reed Detmers is on a different planet right now. He's pitching really well. He's missing a lot of bats. And the Minnesota Twins aren't really hitting left-handed pitching very well. So I do think Detmers has a good outing here. On the other side, it's just really tough to back Dylan Bundy these days. He's facing his former club here and his ERA on the road this year above six. His ERA overall above five, giving up a ton of home runs as of late, at least one in th- each of his last three games. Not really striking out a ton of batters, and I do worry about him here. I know the Angels' offense isn't the greatest, but their top four hitters can still do some damage, especially a guy like Shohei Ohtani. I do worry about Bundy when he's facing a guy like Ohtani. He's probably going to have to walk him every at-bat, but I think the Angels can find a few runs here, uh, and, and Detmers continues to pitch well, and I like the Angels here, on uh, the money line at home.
0: Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, for me, it's, I, I don't see it. I, I just I can't get behind the Angels at all. I saw we saw last we saw a Twins team that they played a so much tougher of a schedule since the All Star break than the Angels have played, and it's like when you play a tough schedule, you're not going to have the results that you have when you play against the easy teams. But it's not an apples to apples comparison. I think yeah, they got swept by the Dodgers. So of a lot of people, you know, in, in, in L.A., you know? So of a lot of people. And they, they they split with the Blue Jays in Toronto, you know? So have a lot of people, you know? It's like they've had a very, very tough schedule, but here's the easy games. These are the winnable ones that we saw last night. And I got to tell you, I watched the entire thing, and the Angels didn't get a whiff, not even a whiff of, like, doing anything to even threaten whatsoever. It was just a matter of, you know, how many were the twins going to win by, you know? (laughs) So
3: I think another thing is the angels, although they did lose that game last night, they only had to use one arm out of the pen and wasn't really one of their top arms. And, The Twins on the other side, a bullpen that's very, very thin this year. They use all three of their top three uh, relievers and Fulmer, Duran, and Lopez. So the bullpen could worry me as well for Minnesota, especially if Bundy doesn't go too deep in this game. If he only goes about four innings and you get to guys like McGill and Pagan, they've really struggled this season. I think the Angels could score some runs late as well. So I do think the Angels have a good shot today. but. I just want to mention it really quickly. The other play I was looking at, uh, the Giants on the run line. I was waiting for this line all day, all morning to come out. I was waiting for the Pirates pitcher to be announced, but we finally got that with Tyler Beattie, or B, I'm not uh, sure of the pronunciation, but Logan Webb really impressed me last start. He was able to get some ground balls, which is, he's a ground ball pitcher. He had a 15 to 5 ground ball fly ball ratio last start, and he had a lot of success because of it. I think he continues to pitch that way, especially at Oracle Park. He's had more success there, pitcher-friendly ballpark, and I think the Giants – could toss a shutout here I think the only they score about four or five runs and they cover the run line so I like the under I like the Giants on the run line I,
0: I think that the Giants have gotten some really good production from Wood and Cobb and um you know I think Radon has been a, a letdown um for yeah, me definitely. and I, d- I don't see how he was an all-star um personally I like the Giants but I, I don't like I don't see how he was an all-star and um you know I think though Wood and Cobb have really been the unsung guys and if they hold on to those two guys kind of fill out the rotation next year I think the Giants will be back in business yeah
3: yeah I think uh, I don't think a rebuild is necessary I just think a retool um, Rodon you know he's been able to strike out guys but definitely disappointing home run balls really hurt him so uh, definitely when you when you lose Gosman and replace him with Rodon and both guys have had hitter, uh, inconsistencies but I think Gosman's had the better year
0: yeah i i don't i don't love i don't love gosman um i thought he played extremely um well in last year um i thought Senzatella had a great season last year i don't know is he injured this season i don't know what the deal is but another thing i wanted to bring up really quickly and i know we got jay briggs up next and he's waiting patiently and rod as well to bring us home but um you know we have um Lance McCullers Jr. returning today mm-hmm. for the Astros. Kind of a forgotten guy, right? It was kind of like with a lot of teams, they're kind of like, well, this guy's out, and this guy's out, and this guy's out. The way that Javier and Valdez have stepped up to the plate, you get back, um, someone is crazy um, staticky in the back. I'm not oh. sure what that is, but um, hmm. I, don't I don't hear know. anything. Don't. me. Oh, no, no. Could be me. Um, sometimes they hear it through here. But anyways, uh, yeah, because everyone else is on mute. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, the way Valdez and um, ha- has pitched and the way that Javier has pitched, I mean, adding McCullers Jr., now you're four deep, you know, and it's like, boy, if he can come back strong, the Astros are going to be – even tougher, you know, and we saw like they didn't really make the move for a frontline pitcher at the at the trade deadline. Now we kind of remember why, right? Maybe they knew McCullers would be back shortly.
3: Yeah, I think it is my mic that's staticky because I just muted myself and it looks like it's gone. But uh, McCullers, you know, I, I think the Astros have to be the favorites to win the American League now, especially when you look at Verlander and Valdez have that they've been Cy Young caliber seasons, and then you bring in McCullers. I think you know he'll have to have a few starts to get back to form. He struggled a little bit in his rehab outings, but. I mean, the Yankees' bullpen is injured. They're not playing well. The rotation hasn't been sharp. Garrett Cole's had his struggles. The Astros got to be the favorite in my mind to win the American League.
0: All right. Well, we're going to have to get Ron a new mic. That's what we're going to do. And um, (laughs) what do you got for sale today?
3: Yeah, just quickly got a three-pack, uh, in, in baseball in my top play as in my $15 MLB best bet.
0: All right, well we're gonna find out if it's you or not because we'll see. definitely. We'll see you, oh, it is, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks, okay, Ron, for cool. joining us, and of course we'll see you every day on the rundown. All righty. Next we got Jay Briggs. Jay, welcome to the show. First uh, morning show for you in the in the new format as well, which is kind of the old format. But um, how's it going today?
5: What's going on mitch how you doing today
0: all right it's your fir- so it's your first week here at pick dogs um, you know most new cappers we usually have like a little bit of uh, you know a small bump in the road at the beginning normally it's like the late picks or like not knowing how to enter packages and all that stuff so a lot of people always want to be cappers at you know i get I get emails every single day I mean Every single day I get at least one email of someone that wants to be a capper on the site. They're always um not always, but a lot of them they always claim they're better than the cappers that we have and this guy, you know, those guys I never ever even, you know, consider. If you're if your whole thing is that you're better than our guys, um oh yeah, I bet you we can catch you on a run where where you're not better than anybody, you know, not <laughs> number number 1. But um you know, number 2, it's like it's a lot different when you don't have the accountability. So, how's it like your first week? You know, like being a capper with us, and you, you know, I'm I'm here. I could take it. Well, I can't. Yeah. Everyone knows I can't take it. I can dish it out, but I can't take it. But that's besides sure.
5: It's been pretty good. Um, it's been pretty good. Uh, the being consistent, like you said, every day, the day in, the day out, and the and the, you know. But other than that, it's you know I'm I'm ready for it. You know well, I've been ready for it.
0: Well, the thing is, I think that you joined us at the right time. And a lot of times, you know, when we do the become a cap or contest and the stuff like that, it makes a um, it makes it makes it a little bit um, it makes it like a little bit diff- difficult because <clears throat> there's usually so much going on. But I think you know with you joining us like right at NFL preseason kind of like with just baseball just kind of going so you have the weekends where you kind of see where there's more things going on and then (coughs) excuse me during the week it's mostly just primarily baseball so you know a little easier and then you know what you're going to see in the coming months when it's like baseball basketball college basketball college football you know it's like you know how do you not have 30 plays some days and you know other days it's like how do I even find a play you know it's like when you see there's just like Monday night football. So you'll, you'll, you'll get it. I mean, we brought you on for a reason. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, we know you're a great capper because we saw that in the Become a Capper contest, and we've seen it with your performance so far at Pick Dogs. What do you got for us uh, today for as far as uh, free picks go for our audience?
5: For the audience, I got two games for y'all. I got one baseball, one football. All baseball, right. you kind of uh, touched on it earlier. I've been on this play, man. The Marlins just cannot hit the baseball. Like <laughs> those guys cannot hit the baseball. So even when they do sneak out a win, they score th- two runs, three runs. The Marlins just cannot hit the baseballs today. I would not be surprised if they lost three nothing. I don't. Even, I don't expect them to score really much today. Um, I really love this under today for y'all
0: game game, game one, right, game or both or both, yes,
5: game one or both game one, really, really both, but for y'all, game one, <laughs> because I mean, you can't go wrong with it, like you said, it's nine games in a row or something like that up for the under, like nine of ten, It's really kind of crazy. Those guys are not hitting the baseball very well, even if they do sneak out a win, you know they're they have pretty good pitching, so. I see this going under. It was my uh, MLB best bet yesterday, and we just—I knew yesterday was going to be kind of, kind of tight, but it, it still cashed yesterday on the under. I was going to make this a premium today, but I decided I—I I didn't make it a premium, so I'm so I'm giving it to you guys. I like that under today in that first game in the Marlins.
0: And then the how about how about your second uh, pick for today?
5: My second pick, we're going to the NFL. I'm gonna get uh, the Steelers. Um, minus the three or three and a half, whatever you guys can catch it at, at home. Uh, they still got a quarterback battle going on. They got three quarterbacks on the roster. All three of them really, you know, not the greatest, but all three of them should be able to get us home, whoever it is, whether it's Rudolph. I really like Kenny Pickett. I hope that's who they play today. I hope that's who gets most of the starts. I mean, most of the reps today. I want to see what he looks like in the NFL. But I think the Steelers just got enough to get over, to get over on uh on those guys and get us a win today.
0: They generally don't um, push rookie quarterbacks too hard in these preseason games unless they're like number three or four on the depth chart. So I think he we'll is, probably.
5: He is three or on the depth chart as well. Well, he's a, he was
0: he's he's seen as the future of the organization. I'm talking about like like Rod's guy, Chris Strebler or something like those are the guys that you see, you know, generally in the preseason or like, um, you know, Austin Davis type guys, you know, or not even Austin Davis, but like I'm talking about like, you know, Guys that are just a little yeah. a little bit further further down the depth chart. I think Pickett is seen as that. So I'm not so I'm not convinced we're going to see a ton of them. We did see Malik Willis even play. Even if
5: it's Rudolph, you know, yeah, like you said, we've seen Willis. So yeah. Even if it's Rudolph, you know, I don't really Ugh. like Rudolph Ugh. as a terrible. starter. You know, terrible. And he's terrible. Terrible. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> terrible. But for a preseason, like this, is
0: right up his wheelhouse. I wonder what I mean, Mason Rudolph's is. record is as a starting quarterback. <laughs> it's got to be like one and yeah. 17 or something. I mean, he's, yeah. he's terrible. But, the highlight you know, of his career was getting his ass kicked by, um, by, like, uh, Garrett. <laughs> yeah. By miles Garrett, who was like, I think if you're going to pick a fight with anyone, probably the last guy I would say like in the NFL, scariest defensive lineman, you know, in the last 25 years, this guy's one of them easily.
5: Yeah. He's definitely top five for sure.
0: Who was the guy I, I've, I mean, this guy's probably a Hall of Famer. I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he went to North Carolina, and then he played for the Bears, and he paid, played for the Panthers. He was the defensive end. Oh, man, he was just a home wrecker. Oh, man. What was this guy I is got, this guy's the scariest. This is the guy that you would not want to mess with. Let me see. <laughs> his name is – I'll say it, and everyone will be like, yeah, his first ballot Hall of Famer. I can't think of who you're talking about off the top of my head either. It is Julius Peppers. <laughs> that Julius is. Peppers, yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the other guy that I would never, like if I was going to, a quarterback picking a fight with someone, I would say that's the guy I would not go after.
5: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> well, what do you got for sale today for, uh, at pick dogs? Uh, I got a five pack up there today. Everyone um, in the everyone in the chat is like Julius Peppers, and it's like the thing is one of my favorite players of all time. And like, it's funny like when he was on Monday Night Football, John Gruden would say Julius Peppers has you know twenty one blocked kicks and extra points, and he's like nineteen of them are against teams that I coach. You know, it's like guys just dude, yeah, he's just unbelievable. He was on
5: another level. He was unbelievable. But for sale today, I got a, a five pack. I got. My best bet in the MLB up there for sale today, six of last seven. I've been hot on that best bet in the MLB, so that's up there. And then I got four NFL preseason plays, three and one currently in the preseason. Um, Yeah, so I got four NFL plays up there today if you guys want to hop on that. And then everything is, I think, is up there individually as well. So if you guys want to hop on that, five plays over at Pick Dogs. Or you can buy my NFL season pass that's probably the best value I have up there, guys. NFL season right around the corner. Three day, seven day, thirty day. I either can't go wrong with those.
0: Yep. And know? the two for one Capper passes. You could always two use that. Two for one. You can use that fifteen percent off as well on all those. Yeah. The Aug 15 Jay, welcome to the show. Good having you. And um, of course, you're gonna be on tomorrow with us, or um... yeah, I'll be here tomorrow. Yes, all right, sir. we'll see you tomorrow then. All right, have a, tomorrow. have a great day, Jay Briggs. Let's make some money today. Now we bring in the veteran, uh, Rod Zawacki. We go from the uh, the guy on his first weekend show to, to guy who's probably done some of the most. Um, Rod Zawacki, Rod, you know it's uh, it's it's that time of year. We got NFL. Last year, I think you were on top of college football. Like most of the season, you were up and. I don't know. I don't know if you were one, but I think like you and James Clark and a couple other guys were just battled. That I don't remember it specifically, and I don't go back and check. But I know, on college football, you were near the top.
6: Yeah, I think it was third or fourth on the list uh, of top cappers in uh, college football. Had a good season there, so uh, we're looking to carry that over into this season. I'm excited. Uh, I'm glad football's back. I, I I know I get through the summer with my uh, Canadian football that uh, ties over that fix for me. So, uh, speaking of college, got, 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 Canadian football guys, see we got Strebler. See he's trying. You get some Canadian CFL guys who uh, they battle and they come in there and they have that heart, right? They have that drive that we love to see and. Uh, I'm kind of sad that Miami let him go. <laughs> they should have let him go because that's where he was uh, this season in the beginning. They let him go in May, and uh, the Jets scooped him up. and Look what he did! He's great to have as a backup.
0: He is so. a good backup, and you know, I think that I think I always like those guys with a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. You know, and I've always liked those guys. And to me, that's why I've always liked the Seahawks. You know, is because they always have those guys that they always have more undrafted players on their team than any other team, and it's like. You know, I know Jay like the Steelers there in that game, but you know, to me, it's like I'm I'm a Seahawks preseason guy because you got two th- two angles there, you know, for the Seahawks, and you know, you one is you have a rah rah coach, you know, which is always a good thing to have, and then you also have a coach that he doesn't really go by where you're drafted or any of that sort of stuff. It's like everybody has a chance to make the team, and not just a chance to make the team; everyone has a chance to play. You know, and, and significantly, yeah. you could, I mean, you could go from undrafted to starter on Seattle on our Pete Carroll team. It happens more often than not. Um, I mean, you you look at the Seattle first round draft choices and it's, you know, it's, it's these running backs and stuff. It's not Russell Wilson or, you know, these defensive superstars that they've had.
6: You know? Well, yeah, because they like to run the ball. So that's, that's their key. They focus on running, and then then they can you can build your team around running and then throw the pass here, throw there. You don't have to have big-name guys to
0: receive the have, ball. Uh, with Clappy, it's a motor team. You know, it's like it's all yeah. about the motor. So it'll yeah, be interesting to, get to everybody see.
6: Going and get everybody going, and the team just all buys in, and away they go down the because it is a team game. <laughs> so that, that's the big thing.
0: Anyways, what do you what do you got cooking for us today? I know you got a so couple play, picks for us.
6: Yeah, a few picks for you. I'll, uh, we'll go through them quick. I got uh, my first play. We're gonna go with is, is in the NFL. Uh, of course, I'm gonna take the Dolphins here uh, in the first game. We know uh, they're playing the Bucks, and they've uh, both of these teams. Have surprisingly, no fights have broken up. They've uh, done the joint practice uh, preseason thingy. Uh, We've done it a few times now, so they uh, are kind of familiar with each other on the field. But you look at uh, who's gonna who's gonna start for these guys and who's gonna play. We know uh, Brady is definitely not gonna play for the Bucks, and we know too is not gonna start in this one as well. Um, but then you look at the backups. You got Blaine Gabbert for uh, the Bucks. He's gonna get some time, probably get the bulk of the work. And I think where the bulk of the work gonna be for the Bucks is I think they're gonna give Kyle Trask his his, his shot. I think he comes out and he uh, he gets good solid probably this all the second half and what's he gonna do i it question marks who knows right um and they got ryan griffin he's only thrown four nfl passes so he's gonna get some time as well um that's tough and then you look at the Dolphins, uh, who they've got going, and you got Teddy Bridgewater as the backup, so he's gonna get some time today. And then you got uh, Skylar Thompson and and there's bright things for him as well. I like him. He's he's his last time out and when we seen him um he had a six six sixty nine point five percent passing rating, twelve touchdowns, four interceptions. I, I think the bright spot for this guy. And how, how many uh,
0: covers? How many covers? And how many covers? Right? How many yeah. covers. Right. Right. He's the king of the cover. It's Get like, cover I love player. quarterbacks to cover. And Skyler, yeah, Skyler yeah. Thompson's covered a ton for us. Bob Skyler
6: Thompson in this spot. So he, I think he gets the bulk of the work here for the Dolphins. And uh, I think he shines in this spot. And uh, I guess the Dolphins will win. You look at Saturday games, Bucks don't fare so well on Saturday. For some reason, it's like Saturday? What will we play on Sunday? We don't play today. Because uh, the Bucks won 9-1 in their last 11 on Saturday. Yuck. Um, and... and, and and their coach seven and nine on in preseason games. So uh we're gonna go in the Dolphins here. Four and one in their last five Saturday games. I like the Dolphins here on the money line, get themselves a win over the bucks.
0: Yep. a lot of excitement around the Dolphins. Um of course I'm Dolphins season ticket holder and this year is the closest they've come to actually selling out season tickets in the history of the team. So yeah, it's guys, possible they mean, think yeah. it's, they think they might actually sell out with season tickets. First time ever. And they've had some per pretty good ever, teams. Right? Yep. Wow. Anyways, um, got Canadian football as well for you. What, what's what's up with And
6: then the next one we're going to go with? Yeah, the Edmonton Elks are at home. So we're going to fade them because it's the curse of the Elks because ever since they've had the name change, they have still yet to win a game at home. <laughs> and that's over two and a half seasons now. Uh, no elk wins at home. And you look, uh, Saskatchewan just got beat up by the BC Lions last week. Um, that's because it was Fajardo's, uh First came back after injury, and uh, he's got the kinks worked out, and uh, he goes back and shines here in the spot. They love to beat up on the uh, Eskimos, when they were the Eskimos, and they still like to beat them up even more on the Elks. This is a get-right spot for Saskatchewan. The Elks, as I said, still winless at home. 0-3 against that number uh, on the season at home as well. And the Rough Riders, 7-1, ATS, the last eight, versus these Elks. So, lay the points. Saskatchewan wins by a touchdown plus in this game uh, easily for some reason. The, El- the Elks are just they need help. They, they need help big time, whether it's the curse at home or uh, the team's just not motivated. You can tell. And they have quarterback issues as well. Uh, it's not Cornelius and it's um, Trey Ford was the guy in there and he got injured. So and we're relying on Cornelius and uh, it, it's been rough for the Elks. And it's been rough as a whole fan watching it too. So. We're going to take the, the Saskatchewan team, who's just the, by far the better team in this one, or over the Elks.
0: Saskatchewan over Edmonton. Rod's generally an Edmonton guy. so uh, Edmonton they, on the road? Not
6: at home. It's <laughs> <and> like <laughs> the curse. They just can't win at home. Since they changed the name, it's been rough. <laughs> rough, rough.
0: Well, what do you got for sale today?
6: And for me today, over at uh, Pick Dogs Premium, I got one NFL play that I absolutely love. You can pick that up over at uh, Pick Dogs Premium. It's the only play I got on the board in uh, the NFL today found that one spot uh, that I love, and uh, we're going to hammer it. So you can scoop that up over. Or I've got uh, an MLB triple in my birdcage going. Three plays in the MLB I absolutely love. We've been rolling along last week, last month. So uh, making money. Ways to jump on over. Best way to that time season grab something three days seven day 30 day or i think the best deal going we got over there is the two for one capper deal pair me up with another one of the hot cappers and uh save yourself a little bit of money and you get uh two having two heads it's always better than one so grab the two for one capper deal. there and you forget, go UG 15 gets you 15 percent off all of your purchases over at big dog's spring
0: all right well thanks for joining us rod and uh we'll see we'll see you tomorrow or Excellent. Yeah, we'll
6: be. I'll be here tomorrow, definitely. All right. Well, uh, we'll thanks see. for having me, everybody. Good All luck right. with your bets today, and uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow.
0: All right. Well, this is Mitch. Thanks for joining us. I kind of like the new format. I like letting everybody kind of have their chance. I also think that this format kind of shows everybody in their best light. Maybe not as many picks as um, the other format, but I think in between the lines maybe a lot more information and i think that will get you on more winners in the long run and of course you know our premium picks 15% off the rest of the month thanks everyone for joining us i appreciate appreciate each and every one of you that have tuned in of course we got tons of free picks at pick dogs and of course our cappers picks have been absolutely on fire so check them out make it a winning day